GoBirds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app, official sportsbook of the real Philly fan. What's going on? It's Elliot Shore Parks for my friends at Window Nation. And if you've had enough of your windows keeping the house chilly, then fight the February cold with Window Nation. Right now, replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. It is Go Birds Radio presented by the Bet Parks Sportsbook and Casino app. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer coming to you from the beautiful Sportsbook at Parks Casino. And it is a big day here at Parks Casino and in generals. It is Kentucky Mm. Derby Day. The big parking lot screens will be in place today at Parks Race and Sportsbook inside Chickens and Pete's in Malvern for a big derby party today. Wager on the race right there and get paid on the spot. Enjoy the race. The big screen's outside with mint juleps and prizes for best dress and much more cheekies and pizza. Malvern, you must be 21 and present in Pennsylvania, New Jersey. Give them a problem cool winning it together. Hey, how you doing, buddy? All it, right. It is a... We are is, here. It's Kentucky yes. Derby Day. I will say... We're talking Derby for two hours. <laughs> well, we'll... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Oh, well, uh, um, it is a beautiful day out. It's gorgeous. The Derby is definitely something that, although I have no interest in horse racing itself, would be awesome to attend. Totally like, agree. A, a it complete, is a complete, like, bucket list sports thing. Sports bucket list thing. Yeah. Like, the mint juleps, the fun hats, the whole vibe. Yes, like wearing it a would suit. Be, I would be very in on all of you that. You would feel comfortable there. I would. Right? It would yes. It would be... Uh, and that's your, exactly. that's your world. Yes, you know? that's exactly where they think of uh, <laughs> yeah. Elliot hanging out. You know, Elliot, but. I think of the hat, the, the mint julep in hand, yes. and talking to some billionaires. A hundred percent betting four dollars. <laughs> that's what I did. I bet yeah. four dollars on the on the race. Um, I, felt, I felt like a big roller there. Yeah. No, so. doing uh doing good. I mean, look, you know me, James. Uh, you know what my happy place yes, is. Yes, there was there was Eagles practice, and it's this at week. it's at being at Eagles practice. So. I'm trying to emotionally hold myself together after the Sixers last night. I'm sure we'll uh, we will we'll get, get into that. Don't we'll worry. get into that. We'll but get into that. I'm choosing to focus on sunshine outside. Uh, going to the Phillies game tonight. Look Excited for that. Uh, and, uh, hopefully, that's there's some sunshine there. Yeah, I'll tell you well, that much. yeah. I just won't watch the game. I'll enjoy the weather. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, it was awesome to be back down at the Novacare yesterday. Uh, get to see all the rookies in person. Got to see them in pads or helmets in the jersey, I should say, for a little bit of practice. Got to talk to all of them. Uh, Really impressive group, uh, just in terms of their maturity. Uh, Sidney Brown was super impressive. Uh, the seventh-round pick out of Texas, very impressive. Tanner McKee has maybe the longest hands and arms I've ever seen on a human being. Wow. Just Kevin Durant-like arms and hands. Uh, really? Yeah, he was. I was blown away. The second he walked in, it's almost a little freaky the way, like, his – so good for a quarterback, though. But, um, no, it was cool to be down there. I have it was some, almost terrifying. Yeah, it was almost yeah. like, wow. I could see why this guy was a potential first-round pick a year ago. Uh, but, no, it was really cool to see him all. I'm excited to, to get into some, some observations from him. Yes, yes, as we always love to get Elliot's observations down from, from uh, practice. And, and we will get into some Sixer stuff if you want to chime in on that, obviously. And um, a disappointing night for Philadelphia last night, an exciting night. But, but let's start with, with you being down at rookie minicamp, yeah. getting a chance to see these rookies and just – Football, in a sense, look, we're not there yet. We still got a little ways to go to the training camp, but it feels like football a little bit starts to be back when these rookies. Yeah, you know, Nick Sirianni was asked about what the goal is of this rookie minicamp, and he said it's as simple as just showing the rookies where things are in the building. You know, just getting them acclimated, getting them used to how an NFL team practices. It's a, it's a big goal. Yeah, sh- yeah, exactly. Showing where the locker room is. But in all seriousness, and you, you bring this up so often, I, it is impressive how this coaching staff – 
really does explain every little aspect of being a football player for the Eagles, and I think that's so important. They don't assume these guys know anything. And so I think the rookie minicamp, you know, it sounds silly, but it really does set these rookies up to have a better uh, practice, to have a better meeting when the veterans arrive. So I think it'll be a productive few days for them for sure. Um, Seeing them out on the field, seeing Nolan Smith. We got the jersey numbers. We can get into that, obviously. Nolan Smith and the beautiful number three. I think it looks great on him. I think it was a good choice. Nolan Smith in person, you know, I'd seen him already in person at the uh, introductory press conference last week. But seeing him with the helmet and with the, the pads on, you really can see the Hassan Reddick comps. Hassan Reddick at this point of his career is stronger. Like, you can just see that from looking, looking at them. But this idea that Nolan Smith is way undersized or that, you know, he's way too small to play an end. He talked about it yesterday. He lost weight during these workouts because, and Sirianni touched on it too, when these rookies come out of college and they prepare for the draft, they're not preparing for football. They're preparing for combine for running and, pro and jumping day, right? and all that. So they have stuff. to, like, remold their bodies in a way. So Nolan Smith said that he lost weight, that, you know, when the season comes around, he'll be a little heavier than he was right now. Not in a concerning way, but just in a being prepared to play more, more football this year. But Nolan Smith was really impressive uh, in person. Got to see Jalen Carter. Not going to lie, didn't look super, uh, you know, I don't want to say in shape, but he, he wasn't like the physical dominating presence you kind of would maybe hope to see. When I saw Jordan Davis last year in, per, in person for the first time, it was, oh, okay, I get this. Like, I get why they take him. So it was cool to be down there. It was sunny. Uh, you know, it, it's the feeling of football is back. But, man, the other thing I can't shake and is probably my biggest takeaway from being down there is I was standing at practice and thinking the last time I watched this team practice, it was in Philadelphia the week before they went to the Super Bowl. A little right? different. A little different. A little bit of a different pressure situation, a little bit of a different vibe. But it also made me realize – and I don't know if this is because I've been disappointed by the Phillies start or I have to watch the Union look awful every time they play. I'm trying not to let the Sixers, Sixers factor into this. But if you think about it, we had three teams play for titles, the Eagles, the Phillies, and the Union. And it was an all-time sports high, right? We would come on this show and be like, is this real life? Is this really happening to Philadelphia? The, the Union season has been a complete disappointment. And from the Phillies' perspective, which I would assume more people are in tune yeah, with, the Phillies have been a disappointment too. Now, it hasn't been a train wreck, right? They're, they're not, you know, 15 games under 500, but it's not the season we hoped. They started 0-5, if I'm not mistaken, right? And so being down at the Eagles yesterday, it just reminded me how far away they are from what they were last year, right? Not in a roster perspective, but in a perspective of, it's so hard to do what they did in back-to-back years. And we saw it in 2017 to 2018. Like, we can do a bit of revisionist history and say, well, yeah, they had Carson, and we, we ended up being a disaster. But when they were coming off the 2017 season, we thought this team was so prepared to be the top dogs next year. Carson was going to come back healthy. Doug was a great head coach that really had the feel of the locker room. And I believe a lot of that was true, and I believe they're a great franchise. But watching the Phillies – it's just it's so hard it's just such a scary kind of maybe preview or a harsh reminder. reminder of that as talented as the Eagles are and as much as I believe in Nick Sirianni and as much as I think Jalen is is the answer and is ready for this there's part of me that can't shake the feeling every time I watch the Phillies that man this Eagles team might be in for the same thing because it's so hard to repeat and being down at practice yesterday realizing how how new it all is and how this isn't the team it was last year and how close they were to winning the Super Bowl. As excited as I was to be at practice, and look, it's my happy place. I, I love being down to Novacare and watching them play. I can't shake this feeling that when we feel like everything's going perfect, what are we missing? And I think what we might be missing is this next season is going to be really, really hard in terms of just doing it all again. That mental, uh, mental weight of coming off the Super Bowl. Everyone uh, you know, being the game that they circle on their schedule. I'm a little worried about it, and I think when we praise the team, deservedly so, and we say how great they're going to be in all those things, I think we might be ignoring the fact that they have a really, really, really hard task in front of them, and it's something all teams struggle with, no matter how special they might be. No, look, I get it. And, I, and it would be foolish of me to say that I haven't given it any thought. I mean, watching the Phillies do what they do, 
remembering what happened in 2017 because I thought they were going to win the Super Bowl again. I thought they were going to come back Me and too. Carson Wentz was yep. going to be this driving force of let's do it for Carson. Now, I didn't know who Carson was at that time. I didn't realize that no locker room was going to rally around that dude and say, let's get this yeah. guy a Super Bowl. But I thought that was what would happen, and I and I and you're right, and it didn't. And obviously they picked it up at the end. They squeak into the playoffs, and then Foles magic happens, and, and whatever, they almost make it happen again. And obviously remember the drop and all that. But here's what I'll say. The difference that I see with this Eagles team and the Phillies or really any of these other teams, and it's twofold. One, like, and we've talked about it and all that, and, and it is the more ineffable, less tangible thing that you can grab onto. But I do believe in the culture they've set. Mm-hmm. I believe in Sirianni and Hurts at the top. I believe that Jalen Hurts, I believe every word coming out of his mouth about how motivated it is, about how much more he wants it because of what they went through last season and how last season ended. And I believe that he is just that dude when it comes to a, a mission and going towards that mission and not letting anything sway him off that yeah. mission. So that gives me a lot of confidence. But also, I think there is a big, and I know, I know the numbers. It is really hard to go to the Super it Bowl, hasn't lose, and come back. It has happened since the 70s in the NFC. Well, no, the, oh, in the NFC, because yeah, yeah. the Patriots did it. But, yeah, I, but I agree, and it's really hard to do, you know. But, but the Eagles have two things going for them that is is different from the Phillies. One being that the Eagles were the best team in football last year. Like, the Phillies were great, and it was a super fun run and all that, but they were not close to the best team in baseball last year. They were an 87-win team that was the last wild card in the National League Mm. and had a magical run. Like, the Eagles bring back the best roster in football. I know they lost some guys, but they are at least in the running for the best roster. When we talk about the three to four best teams in football, the Eagles will always be mentioned. The Phillies won't be. We like the Phillies. We think they're going to be good this year, but they were never even odds to win this year. They're like 10th or 12th heading into the season before all this stuff happens. The Eagles are one of the best teams in the sport. And then you look at the conference, and it's just so set up for them. It is just... I can't do anything but look at this roster, look at the leadership, look at the team and say, I think they're going to be awesome again. Like, I think they're going to go on a run again because I just think they're so much better. I think it's just so perfectly set up for them. So one thing I think they do have going for them is that the, this is another benefit of drafting SEC players. When SEC players are in college, they're expected to maybe lose one game each year, right? Like every year Jalen Hurts was the quarterback in college, he was expected to win every single game. And every time he went in the stadium, he was the top dog. He was a top dog at Alabama. Oklahoma, not exactly the same as Alabama, but certainly right there, right? The Georgia players they drafted. Nolan Smith, I've been blown away by him so far. His confidence, that you know, the way he talks at the, at the podium. Georgia, for every snap Nolan Smith has been on the team, has been in the situation the Eagles will be next year, right? Back-to-back champions. So I do think that's one benefit of having the players that they do is these players know what it's like to, to wear the crown of success and to carry that, to carry the weight on their shoulders of knowing each game you're going to get every team's best. But the worry I have is, and I've, you know, we've had this conversation. This isn't a new thing for me. I think it's always been a little bit of revisionist history to say, well, Jalen will never crumble the way Carson did. And I don't think he will. But, man, we just you just don't know until you go through it, right? You don't know. Until and, fa- I mean, but we've seen Jalen face adversity time and time again throughout yeah. his life and his football career. So you're right. We don't know how Jalen will handle it in the NFL when it happens. But, I mean, he came in as a backup. That's adversity. Yeah. He's battled his way through. Last season or two seasons ago wasn't late. I mean, they were 2-5, and 3-6. and six. So, like, I get your point, but I do think we've seen Jalen battle more adversity than Carson did in that in that time. And period. I think maybe the reason I think about it is when you look at uh, you know let's say the Phillies, right? As you said, the Phillies last year were not a great team. They were a, basically a 500 team the whole year. I know after they fired Girardi, they were they were, they were good, better they were than a that. Good team, they were, they were just a good not a great team. team. They were a good but team that, that got hot in the playoffs and, and had a magical kind of vibe thing. Going. Yep. And then you get into the off season, they go to the World Series, and coming into the year, it's oh, this team's better. They added Trey Turner, da-da-da. And they were kind of like exactly what you would fear they would be in a way. The same team as last year, right? Like early on, base running errors, all those things. And then with – and maybe it's because of the Sixers last night too. All season we heard, you know, oh, the Bede's going to get hurt. Harden's going to play poorly, and they're going to lose in the second round. And I said time and time again, nope, this team's different, not going to happen. And look where we're at, right? 
So while I agree with you, the Eagles have arguably the best roster in the NFL, and I think certainly the best in the NFC. Certainly the best in the NFC. I think there's a certain point where you go, look, the Chiefs are just the best until proven otherwise. Yeah, that's fine. I'm talking uh, the NFC is really my main rallying point for why I'm super confident. But but when I think about next year, and I think about you know what are the concerns, right? Because we all know all the positives. We could come on here and do five straight hours of all the positives. When I think to myself, well, how could things go poorly? What's scary about it is it's a little out of their control and just the roster is really good. The quarterback's really good. The head coach is really good. But we've seen time and time again, and we're seeing it right now with the Phillies, it is really, really hard to come off of a season where you go to the championship, whether you win it, lose it, whatever. And my worry being down there yesterday is it really set in how everything is restarted and how fresh of a slate it is and how far it is they have to go. Last year they got so much Luck, I don't want to say because it diminishes a little bit of the work, but they got so much injury luck in a way, right? They, they had the MVP season from Jalen. They were up 10 at the Super Bowl. And it's just going to be so hard to do it all again. I'm a little worried maybe we're overlooking the chance that this season is going to be a little bit more of a, a bumpy ride than maybe it's projected to be when you look at the roster. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Does the Phillies slow start and struggles? What happened to the Union as well? Throw yeah, that in throw there for you, there, Elliot. Yeah. I'll do that for you. And the last time the Eagles went to the Super Bowl, granted they won it, but the struggles we saw coming off that year does that give you a little bit of pause? Even a look at 04, 04 to 05. for this Eagles team uh, heading into this season. Plus. We said we would would touch on it, and if you this is Go Birds Radio, but it's also WIP. Yes, uh, Sixers last night just a a crushing, debilitatingly depressive performance from the Sixers. The magic of the night, the Embiid moment with Arthur, the, his son coming out was like a a beautiful sports moment. It really was. It was magical. And then, you know, he, he played well, but they go out and they lay up a dud. And, yeah. and really at no point in that game did it feel like they really could hang with the Celtics. The Celtics just felt like the better team. They ran them off the court. And at no point did it feel like the Sixers were actually going to win the game. And, and to come home after winning game one and the excitement is so high. And it's like, is this year different? They Look at what Harden just did. And then we get two crappy Harden performances, and they lose game three at home. You know, yeah. so where are you at with the Sixers? Team? So I'm trying to I'm trying to separate my emotion from what I think the truth is. The emotional part of me is like, you have got to be kidding me, bro. Like all year, I said this team was different. Embiid was awesome. Harden had a great year. They played hard. They made comebacks. You look at Brooklyn. They swept Brooklyn. They won without Embiid. They win game one. And I'm sitting there, and I'm going, you know. Here it is. Like, this is it. This is the moment we've all been waiting for. And I hate to use this analogy because I hate when other people use it, but it really does feel like Charlie Brown and the football. Mm -hmm. Like, that's exactly what it feels like. And I'm sitting there last night, and Embiid gets the MVP. And it's one of the most, if not the most beautiful moment I've ever seen at a sporting event. I was at the Super Bowl in 2017. People can call in and disagree with me all they want. I was there last night, and I was there in 2017. And when Embiid took that MVP, the emotion in that arena was the exact same emotion as it was when, when the Eagles played in the Super Bowl in 2017. People can disagree. I'd be curious to talk to anyone that was at both that disagrees with me on that. But the point I'm making is last night was there for the taking. That was their chance to go out and say, you know what? We are different. And all these people all year that said, well, Embiid's going to get hurt and Harden's going to not play well and they're going to get bounced in the second round. Like, no, this is different. That was their chance. And for them to come out and not Embiid, But for Harden to come out and do what he did and for the team to lose, like, hustle plays and for the team to lose offensive rebounds and for the team to just never feel like they were going to win, it is just disgusting. Like, all year this was supposed to be different. And you're telling me that's what you have in that big moment? This is what you come up with? All these people that defended you, all the people that voted for Embiid for MVP, all the people that said Harden was going to be different, that's what you give those people? That's what you give the fans? So that's the emotional part of me. The rational part of me is, look, they're playing the best team in the NBA. If they were playing the Knicks, we would be coming on today and going, man, Harden played well against New York. I can't believe they're about to get out the second round. What a moment with Embiid, right? If they were playing the Nuggets, we might be saying the same thing. If they were playing the Lakers. So while I understand the frustration of last night, and trust me, I was in the arena and it was like getting your teeth pulled to watch them play in the second half because you knew they were not going to win that game. But... We have to be rational and say that you can't make decisions based off this series. I'm not going to not re-sign Harden because he's playing poorly against the best team in the NBA. I'm not going to give up on this team because they can't beat the best team in the NBA that just so happens to be in the second round. So I truly feel conflicted because 
you know, the, the emotional part of me is like, get them all out of here, right? Like trade Embiid for his own health and like career. But the Sixers are a good team. They're just playing a better team. Yeah, that's such a loser attitude. No way. It's dude. the truth, though. Yeah, the Celtics are better. We all knew it. I said coming in, they're going to lose in the second round. I told you they were going to lose to the Celtics. I told you the Celtics were better. This is not a surprise. And you absolutely make decisions about it. You And look, I know that the Harden thing is a an interesting situation because the way the NBA works. And it's like, well, can they sign anyone else? If they don't sign Harden, is that just lost money anyway? And the whole thing. But, like, like James Harden can't play games every other night. Like, yeah. if the playoffs are every other night, he can't play it. He needs time off, and then he looks fine. But if he every other night, he just doesn't have it. He doesn't have it anymore. Why am I going to sign that guy to a four-year deal, a max deal, when he can't run up and down the court every other night? Like, no, absolutely not. Like, time to move on, Martin. And in general, I think you absolutely have to make decisions off this series because it's an, if it's another second-round exit, like, I don't care if they're playing the, the 96 Bulls or the 93 Bulls or whatever in, in that series like sorry this Sixers group these group of guys you can't have another second round exit it's just what it is 215-592-9494 obviously talking Eagles whether you're concerned watching the Phillies struggle remembering what it's like to come back after a Super Bowl and try and go on another run how hard it is in the history of teams losing in the Super Bowl then coming back are you concerned about the Eagles in that sense and then again uh, Sixers if you want to talk Sixers we're here as well it's Go to Nashville and talk to John. Yo, what up, John? Hey, guys. How you doing? What up, man? Thanks for calling. Yeah, it's, uh, I think the last time I talked to you guys was during the Doug Peterson day, so life got to me. So sorry. Wow, about that. John. Well, welcome back. <laughs> Good to hear friend. from you again. A lot's happened. And since un- then. unlike yeah, uh, unlike Mad Mike, I wasn't scared to call. So you know, it's, we appreciate uh, it's, that. It's John. Yeah. Calling with uh, an opinion on the firing of Doug. Are you finally ready to drop your uh, your take <laughs> on the Carson trade? <laughs> no, actually, the thing I wanted to start off with was saying that John Gannon. Is such a weasel. I Thank you, John. Dude, John, can't tell, tell him. Tell him. Tell him. Yeah, sports <laughs> villain number one. In it's Ben Simmons and Jonathan Gannon are like on the on career. the pulpit by yeah. themselves as Philadelphia sports villains. Hate him. Like actually, well, not I, don't, I don't know about like, you guys. Okay. Yeah, but like at the you know watching the draft in Kansas City, that was like cringing every time yes. they would like show Kansas City fans. Like you know, they brought out the Lombardi Trophy, all that mm-hmm. stuff. But like. Hearing John Gannon talk about how he made a mistake because he didn't know he had a phone call from the owner of the Cardinals. I mean, come on, man. What are you doing? I'm just happy everyone has someone to take their anger out on. I don't know what else to say. Like, at the end of the day, he led one of the best defenses in franchise history. He helped get him get to the Super that's fine. And look, look, I think it's important as humans to have places to, to, pew, pew, to express your emotion, pew, pew, pew. right? So Gannon can take those hit for us as, uh, as Philly people. Deservedly. Not well, so. and actually, speaking of the defense, this is what I wanted to talk about. So there's two big reasons why I don't, I'm not scared about the Eagles going back to the Super Bowl this next year. Number one is not defense. It's Jalen Hurts. I mean, we've been doubting this guy every year. I mean, come on. We've got to stop doubting him. He's ready. He, he's going to come back even better. He's going to do a great job leading this team to the Super Bowl again. And this time winning, too. Uh, the yeah, second I mean, if you're thing, an elite quarterback, then you're always going to have a chance. Absolutely. And then the second thing is we haven't talked to Sean Desai yet. I mean, like, they have kept that guy underground. And, and with that, too, Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni have said that they're going to keep the scheme pretty much the same. I think they're being incredibly deceptive there. Ooh, I mean, if, I like you, this, if you listen to, uh, I think it was either Nolan Smith or Sidney Brown from the rookie, rookie minicamp when they did their press conference, they were talking about how they loved Desai and how he was like kind of scheming a little bit, talking to them about how oh. he could hide them a little bit and things like that. John, I, like I mean, this. I think this I think is... that's uh, I think it's going to be totally different. I think they're going to have a better defense under ah, him. John. The numbers aren't going to be as high, but John, I think I they're just is... going to keep teams low. This is great. We got a break. We're up again to call again soon. Yeah. Right? That was a great call, John. Talk we to you in a few years. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk to you in three years. <laughs> Once they fire you. us, consistency. Twenty right? twenty nine. Yeah. Uh, no, I think that's a really interesting point. I like that a lot. I want to get Elliot's thoughts on it. the possibility. Are the Eagles playing a little rope a dope with the Sean Desai thing? We'll get Elliot's thought on that coming up next. Plus, again. Your thoughts on the Eagles, Sixers on the table as well. And, again, it is Kentucky Derby Day. Get down to the Parks Racetrack and, uh, and bet on the Derby. 215-592-9494. It's Elliot it's James. It's Go Birds Radio, and it is a great time of year. Pro basketball playoffs are in full swing with the Bet Parks Sportsbook app in your hand. You have all you need to have some skin in the game, and it's always more fun when you have skin in the game. You can bet on Philly or Boston, Miami, New York, L.A., Golden State, Phoenix, or Denver. They're the eight teams 
that remain, plus hockey playoffs and a full card of baseball games to bet on the Park Sportsbook app. Join us and download the Bet Park Sportsbook app right now. It's the only sportsbook app that we here at Go Birds recommend. You can make Bet Parks futures bets on pro hoops, playoffs, and who win the conference championships and bet on what team's going to win it all. Live in-game betting lets you bet as you watch the action. It is a wild ride. Same game parlays and so much more. Bet on more than just the score. You can bet on player performances like points, rebounds, assists, and hoops. And much more. And here's the deal. All new users, if you bet $10, you get $125 in sportsbook bonus if your first bet wins. BetParks.com has all the terms and conditions. New users and winning bets only. Sports bonus bet must be wagered once. See the website for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It is Go Birds, brought to you by the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. And shout out to my Uncle Rick, who just bought Elliot, me, and Tyre, uh, on-site producer Tyre, doing a great job. We got some skin in the game. We got some skin say. in the game yeah. as he bought each of us a, a ticket for the Kentucky Derby Day. Shout out to Two Phils, the Philly horse. He bought us each I like again. it. And you can come out on the Kentucky Derby as well. You can take the family out to the racetrack right at Parks Racing on Street Road next to Parks Casino. Free family fun for the kids with moon bounces, face painting, pony rides, and more in the Parks Racing Picnic Grove. All ages can attend, of course. Bet on the Derby today. 215-592-9494. It's Go Birds Radio. We're talking Eagles. Are you at all concerned? After seeing the Phillies' slow start, remembering, you know, it's hard to think back that long ago, but remembering <laughs> when the Eagles won the Super Bowl and the year after the struggles that that team had out of the game. And also, it was, if you remember, 04, they go, they lose the Super Bowl, and 05 was a disaster. Yep, it was, you're right. So Yeah, the, the T.O. stuff, all that. I'm trying to think, the Phillies, they won it in 08, 09. They, they went to the World Series. They went yeah. to the World Series. Yeah. Okay, all right. and, and in baseball, you see that more. In football, there is a particular history of the team that loses the Super Bowl struggling right. to get back. I think the Eagles will be the exception. 215-592-9494. Where do you say on that? And, of course, if you want to chime in on the Sixers and the disappointment last night, we'd love to take those calls as well. Let's go to Texas, talk to our guy, CJ. What up, Siege? My guys, what's going on? CJ, what up, buddy? Good to hear from you. Good to talk to you guys. So, I got a few things. Of course, Elliot, I got to get on you. Can't wait. You've been defending this guy, <laughs> and he get is him. just showing that he's a weasel. Defending what guy? He, he's lied about so many different things. Yes. He's like, oh, I didn't get a call. Oh, I didn't know. It's just not going to the media. It's just so many things to where it's a point to where it's like, okay, the first time, eh, we lose, eh. But when you add all of it in totality, it's just like he's not a stand-up guy. And so you could say, hey, we're blaming him for the law. But when it's just you know he wasn't all in, you just feel like he wasn't all in. So much so that... Peter King, if you ever look at any of his stuff, I think I tagged you on one of them. Mm -hmm. Peter King is even talking about this guy. When you got some of the biggest media people in the NFL talking about, like, hey, this guy is you got to give it up, man. So so here's what I would say, CJ, real real quick, real quick. So I have never, and James, you can back this up, said I think Gannon is, like, some dynamic, amazing personality, right? I've always said I think Nick and Sagan, right? So if we want to say – 
Gannon should not have lied, right? I agree with you on that. He should not have lied to the media and said, I didn't, you know, this is when I found out, blah, blah, blah. My thing is, we know the real anger behind that is because people were already frustrated with him as a coach, right? So he is not the first coach, head coach, coordinator, whatever, to lie about something at a press conference. I mean, you know, every coach does that, especially when it comes to hiring practices, right? Shane Steichen also knew he was getting a head coaching job and was probably preparing for the interview, right? So where I look at it is this. People are mad at Gannon because of the things he's saying at a podium. The reality is they're actually mad at him because they don't think he's a good coordinator. And that's where I disagree with people. I don't think he's going to be a good head coach. I don't think he is someone that's going to lead a locker room. But as a coach, people have completely undervalued him the whole time. And I think that's where the anger is coming from. Thanks. I'm just leaving it at that as far as that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as the Eagles next season... I'm not going to say it won't be, we won't be prepared, or we won't put our, I mean, we got Jalen Lee. No matter what we felt about Jalen at first, Jalen has went above and beyond to prove who he is as a leader. Now, some things that are going to be outside of control of who we are as a program, who we are as a franchise, what type of leadership, things that we can't control, one, God forbidden injuries, two, we don't control who we play this year. As much as we want to be like, hey, we were just the best team last year. Yeah, the schedule was easier. It'll be harder this year, no and, doubt. And we will play a harder schedule than we yep. did last year. Maybe. So now, yeah, the, the best thing, uh, it is, when you go look at the schedule. You well, no, to Elliot's point, it. CJ, I agree with you, but you never know. Like, you could you could play a team, like, we could look at it and be like, oh, the Niners are going to be good, and they could have 15 yeah, injuries but, before you play them. Like, we, Elliot's right. We don't really know, but I agree with you. It looks like the schedule will be harder this year. And other, the other last thing I'll say is this. Just because on paper it was sexy as far as who we replaced who with, which I am great grateful we were able to replace guys with, we never know how they're going to pan out because the of biggest course. thing is going to be this. The biggest thing is going to be this. Of the course. The time frame in which we need for them to produce will be at the end of the season. No, and for and- these kids, it's going to be when they're hitting probably the rookie wall. No, and CJ, I get your point, and great calls always. We Good love to hear it. from you, man. Yeah, we love your calls. I, I look, I think, I, I get your point. We don't know. Look, we don't know who's going to get hurt. We don't know whether rookies are produced. We don't know all these things. All we can do is look at the roster they have, look at the talent, and and for me, look at the rest of the NFC, and that's what yeah. makes me feel so confident. The quarterbacks. One thing I want to get back to. I want to get right back to the phones. But the question we got prior to the break. Do you think they're, like, because it is interesting, we have not talked to Desai yet. They haven't had a press conference. They haven't really introduced him to Philly, any of that type of stuff. And all we're hearing is, like, going to be the same type of defense. You know, Sirianni, these are my concepts. To the caller we had last segment's point, do you think there's any possibility it's a little rope? I mean, we know Nick likes to keep things tight to the vest, this and that. Like, so, I mean, I don't think Sean Desai is going to do exactly what Gannon did, right? right? There will be some differences. But I just think philosophically that Gannon and the organization had the right idea last year, which is don't give up big plays, hope the pass rush gets home, make offenses go on 12, you know, 12, 13 play drives and hope they make mistakes. So I, I do think the reason Desai is not talking is because they don't want, they like the idea of thinking that there's going to be a competitive advantage yep. in him not talking. Now, I disagree with that because let's be real, he's just going to lie anyway. Yeah. He's not going to get up there and explain what he's doing. But for those that are hoping that this is going to be a very different defense and that's why, yeah, there'll probably be some differences. But I just think their their philosophy and how Gannon did it is what Nick believes in and it's what Howie believes in. So I think there'll be a lot of similarities. Let's go to Downingtown talk to Tim. What up, Timmy? Hey, guys. How's it going? What's up, Tim? Good to hear from you, man. So I was at the game last night. I first want to say it's good to just be hearing um, about the Eagles because last night was quite possibly – I've been to some really toxic home Philadelphia games where the fans are just dejected. Everyone's out of it. That might have been the worst one. Wow. Seeing, seeing Joel, you know, like after all these years of the process, him coming in as a rookie, you know, building up to this point the last two years with, you know, him being so close with Jokic for it, having that moment and having his kid there, I mean, I love the Sixers so much. And, that was just heartbreaking to see the way they came out and played. When you go down and you're you're down two points right after making a run and, you know, Boston misses a couple of shots, James Harden goes down there and chucks up a three out of yep. nowhere. Yeah. To me, that's a coaching issue because it wasn't just him doing it. It might correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Maxie might have done something similar. Yeah, Maxie started the third quarter with three straight threes, I think, if I'm not mistaken. 
Yep. And I mean, you know, that's just that's just you got Glenn Rivers out there looking like he is the rookie coach when you've got a first year guy for the Boston Celtics and we're getting out coached. I mean, it really came down to a lot of that. And, you know, it, it, and it was the players. Definitely... let's not let the players off the hook here, Tim, because I oh, agree. Sure. I think I actually think Doc has been pretty decent in the series up until last night. Like, I don't put game two on Doc as much as as sure. the players. I agree. Last night was, and I thought game one, Doc worked Missoula. I thought Doc had a great game one, but mm-hmm. to your point, I do think Doc struggled last night. But, but also, man, like players just didn't show up. Yeah, I mean, was Harden was horrible. He was, and he was tentative, and he wasn't. You know, he wasn't. Uh, he was Ben Simmons. Yeah, ish. And then yeah. at the end, he was, he started to finally take some shots and make some runs. But it was just too, too little, too late. Yeah, Tim. Look, I I understand it. It was a, a really disappointing performance from the Sixers. Yeah. Uh, one last thing I want to say about uh, horse racing. So I know nothing about horse racing, but I wanted to you know put a little money on it. Um, so I bet on one of the dark horses in like the you know I guess the pre round races, sure. and I won some money. So I think uh, the strategy is just go for a funny name on the horse and uh, just lock it in. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Just pick a funny the name. Best way and to Tim, pick, great yeah. call. Yeah, just pick, you know what? I'm going to go through and I'm going to say, I like that name. I'm going to go with yeah. that name. That's a good one. I, I like I that. I agree. 215-592-9494. As uh, it is Sports Radio WIP, Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you from the beautiful sports book at Parks Casino. As again, remember, you can bet on the Derby if you the big parking lot screens will be in place today at Parks Race and Sportsbook inside Chickies and Pizza Malvern for a big derby party today. Wager on the race right there and get paid on the spot. Enjoy the race, big screens, mint juleps, and all kinds of stuff. Uh, get online now, 215-592-9494. We'll continue to take your calls, talking birds and sixers. It's Elliot it's James. It's Go Birds Radio. So it hasn't been fun talking about the loss last night, but one thing that is fun to talk about is our friends at Window Nation. You can modernize and reinvest in your home today with new windows from Window Nation. 0% interest for five full years, and on top of that, you'll get two free windows with every two you buy. That's a double deal. You'll get all the advantages of more comfort, lower energy bills, people forget that, higher home value, and with all the impeccable construction and expert installation that Window Nation is known for. If your home is over 15 to 20 years old, this is one of the smartest investments you can make. And Window Nation is making it insanely easy and economical to do. 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com and lock in these incredible savings. 0% interest for five years. That's 60 months interest-free plus two free windows for every two you purchase. It's for a limited time, so don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or windownation.com. That's 866-90-NATION or windownation.com. And make sure you tell them you heard about it on GoBird. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Flyers fans, it's Al Morgani here. I want to tell you about my new Flyers podcast, South Philly Sauce, along with Ashlyn Sullivan. We break down the ins and outs of the team while also bringing you the best interviews with players, coaches, and media members. You can hear the new episode every week, twice a week, on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. It is Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino uh, app as uh, today take the family to the racetrack right here at Parks Racing on Street Road next to the Parks Casino which Ellie and I are sitting in the beautiful sports book yes. the Parks Casino come on hang out free family fun for the kids with moon bounces face painting pony rides and more in the Parks Racing Picnic Grove all ages can, ascent, can attend big Kentucky Derby Day here 215-592-9494 do you think you could make it around the racetrack once on the horse in the Kentucky Derby. Like, if you were on the horse. Racing? Yeah. Like, do no. you think you could stay on the horse? I'm not saying win. Stay no. on the horse? No. no. If, it, if it trotted, sure. I'm saying it, it went to full speed. No. You don't think no. so? Okay. Do you think you could? I know you think you could. I'm well, sure. Last you're, year, you're I said ra- I Yeah, last year, you said you the could best win horse. It. Yeah. 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 I made a luck. Many people came and said you could not, and you were like, eh, maybe 
Maybe I was wrong. I will say I ate, I ate a sad cheese stick last night after they lost at like 1 a.m. So I'm a little heavy today. So in that case, it, might, it might hurt me from a Kentucky <laughs> Derby perspective. I also had a breakfast sandwich this morning where the bun was a pretzel. So the horse wouldn't be happy with me today. So here's my but, question. Have you ever ridden a horse? I mean, I would not say I have like <laughs> ridden. Like I have been on a horse, but, you know, at a very... Like uh, amateur level. Yes, yeah. I love the the your confidence. But you is, really are only just is, holding is on astounding. for. astounding. You're only holding on for what would it take them two minutes it's to get around truly there? Truly astounding. It's amazing. Yeah, I think if I had a month to you know prepare. Yeah, you could do the Kentucky. I would just yeah shave off like ten pounds and oh, just I'd be set. good to go. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I was thinking about because of the pony rides, but that's a little different. <laughs> a little different. A little, a little different. Very close. Yeah. I don't think they let me on the pony. <laughs> Nor should I'd they. be a little weirded out. <laughs> 215 talking Eagles and Sixers. Eagles, are you at all concerned as we, you know, rookie mini camp starting to get some buzz going? The training camp really not that far away. No. You know, we're kind of it's basically going to be June. Yeah, well, <laughs> that thing with the Super Bowl is, you know, we we, and we had this with the Phillies too with the, the short off season. Yeah. You know, we're so used to it feeling like this much amount of time it's shorter it will feel like less time yes. so it's going to be back soon are you concerned after watching the Phillies struggles and the way this team has not been able to kind of bounce back after that deep run that, that we could be in store for something like that with the Eagles as well and of course reaction to a massively disappointing Sixers performance last night 215-592-9494 it's always a treat we get to go to always always get to go to Glassboro and talk to our guy Black Gritty what up pal? Baby mama, flip flops, you're reaching the camera levers of delusion thinking you're going to ride that pony, dog. Thank you. you. Literally, you just hold on. I'm not hey, running the race. Just hold on. I'm not running I mean, the race. Uh, I, hey, hey, a guy's got to have dreams, and you be out here just snoozing for losing all the time. <laughs> um, Elliot, Elliot, Elliot uh, dreams big. We'll give him the. Oh, I'm not oh, myself oh gosh, does he ever? Else, you know? Does he ever? Yeah. So let me talk about the, the, the football first. So the best thing about having 92 rookies from one team is the fact that our division, our conference, has trash panda quarterbacks. You're right. So when dudes aren't doing what they're supposed to do and they're learning on the fly, they're going to be learning against nobodies. That's why Gaddon, you love Gaddon so much, because whenever he played a quarterback, it wasn't worth anything. Oh, yeah, everything looked great. Any kind of common quarterback, threw for 70% on us every single time. So – now we just have that. Yeah, that's why great quarterbacks are great. I don't know what you want me to say. Oh, 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 Mahomes does pretty I'm, well I'm, against everyone he plays. I, I was saying average. I mean, Derek Carr threw for 70%. I right, wouldn't so call him one great. game no. in two years. 90% I mean, just, Derek Carr threw for a game in two years. And again, I could, I, could pull, I could pull other quarterbacks that are average that threw for 70% too. Just relax. Just watch out. You know, like I said, the rookies, got they got that advantage. They can learn on the fly a little bit. So they'll be all right. And hopefully, like the other car said, by the end of the year, they come around. Now, um... James, you know, I mean, I record all my calls. I've been telling you about the Sixers since 2018. And have I been wrong? Was I wrong no. about Brett Clown? Was no. I wrong about ben, uh, uh, Pandemic Ben? No. Pandemic? No. So was I wrong about the Collegiate Clowns or Glenn Revers? No. But this guy got a new podcast, and I told you he was a rookie. I told you you, you was a genius yet, brother. I've been on this roller coaster. I've been yeah. at this movie theater. Okay, I've seen Scream 4, 3, 2, and 1. And you out here trying to tell me that everybody's going to survive this movie. I'm telling you, it's a franchise. <laughs> <laughs> and you tried to come out here and you talk about, yeah. oh, the Sixers haters are going to be right. No, I've lived through the franchise, bro. I know the formula. Okay, second round Sixers, second round Embiid uh, always gets hurt. and He's playing through it. God bless him. Thank God he got his MVP. James Harden always falls apart every single play. You told me different team, different Harden, and guess what? The coach is still the coach. And yes, Glenn out coached Medulla in the first game, but then he came back and adjusted and adjusted, and we ain't adjusted. It's embarrassing at home on MVP night. I, I was crying too. I, I I went to sleep crying last night. I was so upset. So just just know that when I tell you something, I, I have to be on clap your hands because I've been to the future in the past. I know what it takes, all right? And it ain't James Harden, and we ain't going to do it. And that's what it is. So now, don't be out here tweeting about haters and people. We knew. We knew. You make, See how sad I am? I'm, this is hurt. This is pain in my heart, bro. I've been, I've been getting stabbed in the chest by this movie over and over again. Like I said, it's a franchise. Welcome to the story. It is what it is. Oh, thank God we my got man. the Eagles. <laughs> Let's hope. I got, at least You're I got so hope. right. Oh gosh, love I you. love you guys. Great man. show. Watch yourself flip flops. I know. I know you hate Christmas, but 
but you ain't got to treat me like that. I'm watching these three. <laughs> well, I appreciate you listening I, to Clap Your Hands. Hey, Available hey, on all podcast gotta, platforms right now. Some, somebody got to do it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, take, I'm, take, I'm taking mental notes on everything you're doing wrong, too, bro. I, I got a spreadsheet coming. <laughs> Accountability is important. We're like. going to have to have you on to break them down, you know, <laughs> note okay, by note. Take, take. Oh, no no yeah. doubt. <laughs> line by line. Love oh, you guys. See you, buddy. Yeah. You're, yeah, any I mean, response to this? Yeah, uh, again, takedown uh, that we just heard live. No, I, again, they're playing the best team in the NBA. I get the the second round thing has a lot of emotional baggage. They're too. trying to win a championship. Yes, they yes. have to be the best team in the I NBA. Agree. I agree. Oh, they're playing a good team. Would you blow the Eagles up? They lost almost it. won the Super right, Bowl. But this what, is the what second I, no, no. What round. I'm saying is, but the second round to me is an irrelevant part. Of it this, is not right? irrelevant. I, no, because no, it's year after year after year right. after year. I know you're just saying because they're playing the Celtics now. That's dumb. No, that is a not, silly thing. You still have to be able to beat the best teams. It doesn't matter when you play them. You have to beat the best. But teams. But the difference with the frustrating part of the second rounds in the past was they lost to bad teams. The no, Hawks it was the, that was part of it. But it's because yeah, they lost the, in the second round. Right, right. But I'm saying they're not losing to a team. It's okay because they're losing to a good team. That's crazy. You're out of your mind. No, no. So, so. So no. you're saying you're no, going to let years into this. This yeah. is crazy. All right, well then trade Embiid. I'm not saying trade Embiid, but I'm just saying I'm not going to look at the Celtics series and be like, oh, it's okay, they lost to a good team. But you like, can't I'm not do, do that. No, I, it's, I'm not saying it's okay because of how it's playing out. What I'm saying is they're going to have to make decisions this offseason, and a loss to the Celtics is not factoring in a ton. Of course my, it is. Not winning a championship is factoring in, as it of should. Of course, not, fa- not winning a championship. And this does, round, but, losing in the second yes, round, but, again, but factors that, in. But you can make an argument the Sixers were a top three team in the NBA this year, right? That's what they were with wins, right? So ultimately, yes. They, they weren't. They were four, but regardless. No, they were third in the league in Dem- Denver was out of no, the No, Denver didn't. The Sixers would have home court advantage in the in They, the would, they were more? I thought they were. Yeah, I think it was by a game or two. I'm 99.9% okay. positive. But regardless, the point I'm making is it is, trust me, man, I am also disappointed as well that this is happening again in the second round. I am well aware that the frustration is there, and I get the emotional baggage. But they can't make decisions based off of what happened can. in 2019. It'd be foolish. No, it's off all these years. No, it's and off this year. You make decisions off of no, what? No, you're making decisions off Doc. If you're talking about Doc, Doc's been here three years now. If you're talking about Harden, Harden's been here for a year and a half now. You're right. big based on the entire time these people are here, not just on one playoff series. It's on the whole thing. But the fact that the playoffs continue to end in the second round is I agree. part of it. I, it's very frustrating. It. But the second round is different this year. It's not. It is. It, it absolutely dude, is. the Celtics might be better than, than anyone left. They they are not a great team. Like, they are not a historically great team. This Celtics team is a good team. They are not a great team. Like, I, the NBA is wide open right now. There is no great team. None of these I, teams I'm are great. I'm not disputing you on that. So what it, I'm you, saying is the Celtics are probably the best team left. Would you agree with that? Sure. Them that the doesn't Nuggets, mean. Right? No, but it does mean, because what I'm saying is when they lost to the Hawks, oh when they lost God, to. This is the loseriest no, thing I've ever it's heard. It's not losery. It's it saying. It, no, it's, it's you're making an emotional decision off of past frustration. I'm saying. No, I'm you not. Yes, you are. You're saying all the second round losses in a row are factoring in. Of what course they, they are. What are you talking this year? about? What should they have to do with this year? It has to do with the whole thing. So you're going to let Harden walk because they lost to the Raptors four saying, years ago? I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm saying I don't think Harden is winning a title. All right? You I could think be as right. As the second best be right. player, as the second best player on the team, James Harden can't play every other night. He needs days off. Like, right. we see it. He has no lift, no burst. He can't shoot. If he gets time off, he looks fine. Like, you're not winning a title with James Harden as your second best player. So, like, that's fine. They can re-sign him because they're in a situation where there's, like, I'm just saying, like, this this has to factor into how you Dude, evaluate I, I, this team. I completely feel all that. But I'm saying replacing Harden is going to be a lot harder than you think it's going to be. It I just said is. they probably can't. I'm not. Yes, I'm the, talking about th- this group and indicting this group and off they, of this series. And you can do that. Yes. It doesn't mean that you're not going to bring Harden back. It doesn't mean that that's it's not the best option in front of them because of the situation they're in with the salary cap and the way the NBA works and all that. It doesn't mean that. I'm just saying that that you are absolutely going to indict this team, and I'm not going to believe in them if they lose the Celtics. Like I'm never going to believe in them. And, and that's fine. But what I'm I saying still don't. Is, I thought the Celtics would beat the same, them in the first place. We're saying the same thing. You're saying you're frustrated, you're disappointed, you're mad. But we're also both saying the reality is they might be better. The, the best move for them might just be bringing the same team back. Unless you can tell me a better way, which, of course, I'd be open to hearing, too, and making changes. But it's going to be really, really hard when you're this good as a, as the team is. They're not that to, good, though. They were the third best team in the but NBA this year. they weren't, man. They weren't. Okay, like, who, who cares who, about regular better? season wins? They lost to the Hawks with the best, with the most wins in the NBA. When they had the most wins. Like, right. who cares, dude? Who's better? It's whoever lasts longer than them. But the like, point I'm making is get out of the freaking second not, round for once. This is not the pre- 
three process sixers, right? Like this is a very, very good team, and it's disappointing. It is not a very, very good team. They're, I think they're they wrong are a good that. team, but I, they're I, not very good. If you can't get out of the second round of the playoffs, you're, but you're not so a very focused good on team. the second round. Of thing. course I am. But it's the opponent. You play it's to the win opponent. The no, no, no. It's the opponent. It's about oh how God, can you? Such a loser. It's you, not. You yes, it is. No, again, I'm not saying you can't change the roster. I'm not saying they should look to change the Celtics. What I'm saying is, so let's excuse it. So tell me how they'll be better. Tell me how they'll. Tell me what you. I'm not saying that. Like I know exactly what to do to be better. I'm saying that if they lose to the Celtics, that's a massive disappointment. It's and to disappointing. Be as a- I agree, but that doesn't. But well, that's what I'm talking about. Emotional decisions versus actual. I don't know how you fix it. It might be unfixable. Like you might never win a title with Joel Embiid and James it, Harden yeah, in this group. There might not be a better option. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is you absolutely indict them about this. They you deserve absol- to be criticized. I agree. Not just with criticized. That. Like it is a big deal. Like you're like, oh, the Celtics are good. It's not that big a deal if they lose to the Celtics. Yeah, it is. It's a huge deal if you lose to the Celtics again. Again, again. <laughs> yeah, but okay. Go ahead. Two one five five nine. I mean, I feel like I know. Call it, again, in two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Is it not that big a deal? No, no, no. no that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's not the big of a deal. What I'm saying is. When you talk about the offseason and making decisions, I'm not going to just sit here and go, I'm so frustrated, so let's make, let's just get rid of Harden because no, I'm but frustrated. You're, but, but the fact that you keep losing in the second round and you can't get over that hump factors into your decision. Yes, you have to does. improve the team, but they're of already, course it does. But, the, but the point I'm making is they're already a great team. They're, they're not a great team, man. They're, they're, how many, the second how many the teams in the NBA are better than them? Dude, there is that not, matters. It matters. Uh, there is not a great team in the NBA this year. I already told you that. I don't right. think there's a single great team in the NBA this year. I don't even think they're they're like they're very good teams. Like the Celtics, I guess, are, are but they're pretty one of good. the best. That's the point I'm making. So yes, you were right. You should Again, try to improve you, the roster. They're not one of the best. They have to win in the playoffs. To be they're one absolutely of the best. one of the best. They are teams one of the, the fine. NBA. They're one of the eight best teams because that's how many that. are left. Yeah, they're way no, higher. This than is that. dumb, man. Like win in the playoffs. Like it doesn't matter what your regular you. season I, record dude, is. I, I don't care if they had the third best record in the regular season. Like because who that's cares? a good indictment. That's a good indication of how not good if you lose in the second round. But they're losing to a great team. That's oh my god, they're not losing to a great team. All right, make an emotional decision then. They are not good. They are not losing to a great team. There are not great teams. Like this is. This is nonsense. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Where do you fall down on that? Do you think the Sixers are losing to it? Do you think the Celtics are a great team? Do you think the Celtics are a great team and should be They're lauded? The best as a, team left. And if the Sixers lose the Celtics, then you know what? They lost to a great team, and that's okay. Like, come on, two one five. After losing in the second round every freaking year, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. And of course, Eagles. Anything on your mind with the birds, we will talk it. It's Elliot, it's James, it's Go Birds Radio, and it's a great time of year for pro basketball. Playoffs are in full swing with the Bet Park Sportsbook app in my hand. It's all I need to have some skin in the game. It's always more fun when you have skin in the game. Bet Philly or Boston, Miami, New York, L.A., Golden State, Phoenix, or Denver. One of those eight teams will win it all, and you can bet on it, plus hockey playoffs and a full card of baseball games to bet on. On the Bet Park Sportsbook app. Join me and Elliot and download the Bet Park Sportsbook app right now. It's the only sportsbook app that we here at Go Birds recommend. Make the Bet Park's futures bets on Pro Hoops playoffs and who will win the conference championships. And bet on what team will win it all this year. Live in game betting, same game parlays, so much more. You can bet more than the score, bet player performances, points, rebounds, assists, and hoops, and more. All new users bet $10 and get 100 and $25 in sportsbook bonus if your first bet is a winner. BetParks.com has terms and conditions, new users and winning bet only. Sports bonus bets must be wagered once. See the website for details.